0: With great power comes great responsibility.
1: Change? Yeah. Big change.
0: <laughs> those eyes, those horrible yellow eyes.
1: <laughs> up, up, and away, Webb.
0: Back to formula?
1: <laughs> I cried like a baby when you played Cinderella.
0: Bone saw is ready.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Guy with eight hands? Sounds hot.
0: You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. And that's right, people! It's 2002 hit Spider Man!
1: (laughs) That's Batman! (laughs) Oh, folks.
0: Alright, folks. Well. Welcome back to Film on the Rocks. Uh, today, Nate and I are talking about the 2002 hit Spider-Man, Spider-Man. starring Tobey Maguire, James Franco, and Kristen Dunst, directed by James. Or I'm sorry, Sam Raimi. Uh, Nate, how you doing?
1: Man, I'm doing good. I've been uh, excited to discuss this movie for a little bit. We've been talking about it. Uh, for a couple of weeks now, so I'm just ready to get into it.
0: Yeah, I am so ready to talk about this. Um, before we get into it, uh, I didn't have you around for the intro for last episode. I had to kind of re- redo the intro for episode one.
1: Yeah, I heard you. I heard you call a little bit of an audible. Uh, so I liked it. I liked what you did there.
0: Yeah. So uh, now that I got you here, let's uh, let's let's take the, let's take a t- little bit to introduce ourselves to the new listeners and everyone. Uh, so this is Film on the Rocks movie podcasts and uh why are we doing this i've i'm in grad school and this is a fun way for me to just blow off some steam and have like a creative outlet i i've been a huge movie fan since i was a kid i love watching movies discussing them breaking them down uh talking about them with a good buddy and of course playing drinking games with them is always a blast (laughs) uh so why did nate why did you agree to do this with me (laughs)
1: Uh, so I agreed to do this with you because I thought it would be a good opportunity to just hang out with my buddy and just talk about things we're both interested in, you know, cause you're living in a different state. I moved to a different city, you know, we used to go to school together. So we're trying to, we're making that distance work, you know, it's kind of like a long distance relationship, you know, <laughs> we're just putting, we're each putting in our effort, uh, through this medium, <laughs> but, uh, but no, seriously, I, I think, like you said, it's a creative outlet. It's fun to talk about. Um, and it's actually cool to hear, like, some of the fun facts that you have to say about these movies, because I definitely um, do not know yeah, my, half of the things you're saying before. So it's cool. It's cool to hear. Yeah, you know, it's a different my perspective. My head is
0: just filled with useless movie trivia that's only useful in something <laughs> like this, because I, I was that kid, or I am still that kid, that guy that will watch all the bonus features on a DVD. I still buy DVDs. and i'll I'll watch the bonus features i've always been super curious in how movies were made why directors or actors chose to do certain things i've always found that super interesting um and so i'm just happy to finally have you know a outlet to talk about this with and you know do this with you
1: awesome i'm glad we could do it
0: so before we get into spider-man while we're still doing this intro. are there any movies that you are like super passionate about or do you have like a favorite list of movies they like to watch genre type of movie or just anything?
1: Um, I I personally am really into uh, sci-fi movies. I just kind of like movies that are just so outrageous that there's no way these could possibly happen in real life. But um, you know, that's just the benefit of having a creative mind is that you can make uh, crazy things from your dreams or different realities come to life. Uh, in the form of a movie so uh that being said star wars is my number one easily oh, wow. uh and then and then jurassic park you know it made me want to be an archaeologist as a kid uh that didn't quite pan out but uh <laughs> still love the movies uh and right now i'm I'm starting to sound i feel like i'm sounding like i'm a big franchise movie guy uh you know what? i might be and i'm not ashamed of that so <laughs> it's fine
0: That's no, totally fine and I know you know, but I'm a huge Star Wars fan as well. Mm-hmm. Actually, before Nag and I started this podcast, we have a Star Wars book club with two other friends of ours uh, mm-hmm. that has kind of fizzled a little bit, but <laughs> uh, we hope... The the
1: group fun. chat is still bumping, though, so yeah. I, I love that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's still very alive and well. Um, as for me, I, I am all over the board. I love... There's a lot of movies I'm passionate about. Um, I'm passionate about Jaws, of course, Star Wars... Indiana Jones, again, franchise movies. Um, I'm f- off the wall. I'm super passionate about the movie Scream. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, <laughs> I watched that movie way too much. I'm not going to talk about it a lot because that's actually, spoiler, going to be our next episode. Um, <laughs> oh, and while you're talking about sci-fi, Terminator 2, one of my favorite movies of all time. That And oh. my dad introduced me to that. I'm pretty sure I was the only five-year-old whose favorite movie was Terminator 2
1: (laughs) the sequel of all of them
0: yes of all of them it's actually like a great movie too like it's so good and I've always been like a big Arnie fan because of that so I was I grew up watching his movies as a kid
1: (laughs) you're gonna hate me I've actually probably never seen that movie
0: oh oh we're we're gonna watch that (laughs) we are definitely gonna watch that one of these episodes and you are going to love it Um, okay Okay. And so, yeah, so th- that's kind of like what I'm really into. And that's why we're doing this, because movies are fun. And so having a podcast and discussions about them is really fun. All right. So um let- let's get into Spider Man 2002. All right, let's do it. Uh, directed by Sam Ramey. Uh, it's interesting. The-, the director has an interesting filmography. He normally does horror films, uh, he's done like The Grudge, Evil Dead things like that. Um, And so it was kind of interesting that he was doing a superhero movie.
1: Yeah. Do you think it had anything to do with like the Green Goblin and them just wanting to capture uh, some level of fear within the character? I feel like that kind of makes sense.
0: I mean, I I definitely think he added in like, quote unquote, like horror elements to this whenever he could, because there's one of the best jump scares in any movies in this um it's when uh, norman osborne is he wakes up in his penthouse after he turned into the green goblin the night before mm-hmm. and people come in they're like oh you know his partner his research partner was attacked he goes he was attacked uh, last night in the lab he was last night in the lab and he like starts to think about it and it just that jump scare of him shaking in the little machine mm-hmm. um yeah. um <laughs> uh, so very interesting that he did this, and you definitely see elements of him trying to put in scares. But to your question, um, he it was actually his idea to do Green Goblin. Okay. Uh, Sam Raimi, he is actually a huge comic book fan, he, uh, okay. according to Wikipedia or some other internet site that I can't recall right now. He has <laughs> a collection of over 25,000 comics, oh and Spider-Man being one of his favorites. So he grew up. A huge fan of spider-man he knew all of the lore of spider-man and so he felt like he was like perfect for the job
1: uh to do this you know i, I kind of with all that love that he felt towards the movie i kind of feel like i felt that in the in the film did you
0: oh definitely like it
1: felt like there was a lot of tlc gone into this movie I, you know i
0: think so i to be honest i'm not a huge Comic book guy. I, I've read some. I haven't really delved into Spider Man. Oh, no, either. So, but from what I've heard, the research I've done, he really stayed true to the comics. Um, th- there are some deviations, uh, and we'll get into that in a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. he really did stay true to the comics. And so I think that made a lot of people happy. There's definitely some choices that made some people unhappy, uh, but we'll get into that. But yeah, he definitely seemed like to be the passionate Spider-Man fan to be like, to just really just rips, rip the Spider-Man story off of the pages into film. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So the first time I saw this, I was in the second grade. (laughs) And so I, I remember my dad taking me and my sister to do this, to, to see this in theaters as a surprise. And I just fell in love with this. I saw it multiple times in the theaters, you know, when it came out on DVD, saw it a bunch uh when was the first time you saw this
1: um this in theaters i think yeah it came out in 2002 Mm -hmm. i guess i was 10 years old at the time what is that that's fifth grade yeah fifth grade okay yeah um it was amazing it blew me away
0: did like did did this movie leave any sort of impact on you or you know did did you already have a love of spider-man before this or did this really kind of just have that bloom or you
1: know no honestly my my superhero before spider-man was zorro like that that type of thing i was really into like westerns and stuff Uh, yeah my dad got me into like Gunsmoke, bonanza um things of that nature but um yeah no i was i didn't know who spider-man was i mean i knew who he was i wasn't a big comic book guy uh like you said before but uh when i saw the movie i became a big spider-man guy you know i was Uh, everything I did was pretty much uh, replicating him for the next like year and a half uh, if I'm being honest yeah oh wow (laughs) and there's there's more to it uh we'll get into that later but I was a weird kid uh, because of these movies
0: (laughs) weren't we all (laughs) yeah I can't tell you how many Halloweens I decided to be Spider-Man because of this movie um yeah it's I feel like everybody loves the story, especially the one that Sam Raimi's trying to tell with Peter Parker chasing after Mary Jane. But, you know, he's not really being mm-hmm. too much of a creep about it. You know, he's not ah, like stalking her. Ah, ah. Oh, you felt like he was creepy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's like one of my uh, drinking points is how creepy he was being. Oh, the man. Time.
0: Okay. Well, then, well, so what was creepy about him?
1: <sighs> dude, he just like would stare longingly into her eyes and um, just like the most uncomfortable scenes like she had just uh gotten yelled at by her dad and she's like were you listening to that and he's like no everybody yells and then he just goes into like this uh soliloquy about love or something I don't even know he was just staring into her eyes the whole time and I was like ooh I'm gonna make a note oh. of that
0: <laughs> I, I didn't take that as creepy but maybe that just speaks to me as a person <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, man. Um, okay, well, then let's go ahead and get into the drinking rules okay. for this. Um, unless you had anything else you wanted to say about your first impressions of no, this movie.
1: No, um, I no. Didn't, I didn't really have any first impressions other than um, just the trailer blew me away. And I was like, I got to see that. Uh, that oh, the, song. the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I dude. remember
0: the first time I saw the trailer was actually when my dad took me to go see Jurassic Park 3. And they had a teaser trailer for Spider-Man. Uh, Wow, for that, and you know, it was the one where they had the uh, there's a bank robbery going on. Spider Man stops it because Mm -hmm. he like he like spins a web between the two towers, and that's where like the helicopter gets stuck in. And uh, obviously, (laughs) that teaser trailer got removed because of nine eleven. That part wasn't just a teaser. That actually was in the movie. Um, It's when they're doing the montage of. Spider-Man kind of just like stopping all these petty crimes, stopping a bunch of burglaries and mm-hmm. you see him in the newspaper and With stuff. With some and of the best actually...
1: one-liners throughout the whole movie, might I add. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's uh, so that bank robbery is actually part of that montage, but after 9-11, you know, of course they
1: took it out. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that.
0: Um. So let's get into the drinking rule games. Um. So for me, I was drinking, I had five rules. Uh, I was drinking every time Peter changed into the Spider Man suit. <laughs> uh, every time people discussed Spider Man in front of Peter, uh, whenever his spidey That's senses are tingling. Ooh. Uh, Spider Man, he does a lot of flips. So I, I said, whenever he flips, I drink. Oh God, you're and just then... trying to mess everybody up.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I could have done whenever he like spins a web to, <laughs> uh, like onto a building, but I didn't do yeah. that. <laughs>
1: That's a lot to keep up with. Uh, yeah,
0: it is. It's like, <laughs> oh my God. we need, I need to drive to the store and get more beer. Uh, <laughs> and then my last rule was whenever he webs a bad guy specifically. Okay.
1: Those are really good. Um, I Honestly, I had a lot of trouble with this one. Because for this reason. So it just seemed like this is the kind of movie where there's a lot of opportunity uh, to make somebody drink. But it either mm-hmm. happened too spread out throughout the movie or it happened way too much you know for example like okay. the web slinging and stuff like that was an idea that was one i thought of and uh as i was watching the movie i was kind of taking tallies and i was like oh my god no way like <laughs> like you said like you'd run out of you'd run out of beer like especially if you just like if it, if it was just you like you would run out can you can you imagine doing this with another person uh like with a six-pack or something could you imagine drinking with other people oh my god <laughs> yeah i watched this movie alone mm. <laughs> uh so i i did my best bear with me and i i only had five and it was a struggle to get there but um so my first one is whenever peter does something cringy so uh i i felt he just made me really uncomfortable i don't know what it was um, I love Tobey Maguire. Well, he is a nerd. No. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's just a freaking nerd, bro. <laughs> um, but th- that one's at your discretion, so it's it's a judgment call whether or not uh, you feel like a situation's cringy. Uh, but I personally would be drinking a ton throughout this movie. Douchebag's going, oh, he's nice to his mom. Drink. Drink. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> Uh, And then the second one is every picture Peter takes uh, either directly or indirectly because uh, that's a really good. one. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And I had to add directly or indirectly because at one point uh, he like sticks the camera in a web and he starts taking pictures and I was like, Ooh, I could see some people, uh, you know, getting into the rules on that one. Uh, So this one's, this third one is actually an anti-drinking rule. Okay. So, um, and it only happens once. So, when Uncle Ben passes, pour one out. Oh, respect. Yeah, respect. Uh, So, for the fourth one, every time Mary Jane screams. This girl, Kirsten Dunst, like, how does she have vocal cords after this movie? She was screaming throughout the entire thing. You really hate screaming. (laughs) Because
0: in in the (laughs) Sandlot, you said, whenever the kids are screaming, drink. And now, Kirsten Dunst is screaming, drink.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you just got to get through it. Just uh Drown your sorrows away with people screaming at me. Your their energy is just like reflected on me. Gosh, you're gonna hate the first horror um, movie we do. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh and then my last one is uh three drinks each time Peter whispers or goes into deep conversation mode. So that might be like some double jeopardy with the cringy part. Um it was for me personally, but um yeah, so three drinks whenever he whispers or goes into a deep conversation. And that includes uh, deep, uh, longing eye stares. <laughs> so, yeah. So those are mine.
0: Um, some other ones that I saw online. Uh, you hit some of, most of them. Uh, some other ones I thought that were good to mention is uh, whenever somebody calls Spider-Man a criminal.
1: <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson, every time.
0: Uh, and take a shot whenever they do this stan lee cameo
1: you i i missed that what he
0: has he has like the quickest cameo i've ever seen in this movie it's during the first goblin attack at the Mm -hmm. at the fair and it's like he's like with his grandson or something they look up to green oh my god and he just grabs his kid and goes off it's like two seconds but he, he does have a cameo
1: wow that's like the most humble Stanley cameo <laughs> out of all his movies i feel like all of his scenes got longer and longer oh man uh, which i'm not complaining about but
0: so you said that uh that's like the shortest cameo he actually wanted to play a part in this movie uh he really wanted and they to... didn't let him no no they didn't let him he really wanted to be
1: Oh shoot i'm looking i'm trying to look for that guy's name oh uh jjj Jonah James? No, I don't know. Yeah. I love the guy who played him.
0: Yeah, he wanted it to be him, and you know, J.K. Simmons is the actor who plays
1: him, and yeah, uh, and love him in those commercials, the insurance commercials. Oh yeah, and the he, farmers. Yeah, I think he was one of the best uh, characters in this
0: movie, or you know, yeah. best uh, cast characters in this movie because he just oh yeah, oh, all star cast.
1: Yeah, and actually, I actually I had him and Willem Dafoe written down as my all star cast. Whoo- Like, it was an all-star cast, but I thought they were great. And I'll tell you why later. Okay, sounds good.
0: Um, And, you know, obviously, J.K. Simmons did such a great job, and Stan Lee, like, wasn't even mad. He goes, yeah, that was the right call.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. yeah, it was a good call. I freaking loved him. He was so funny, like, throughout the entire movie. And can I just just interject real quick? Do you know the scene where the Goblin's looking for the photographer taking pictures of Spider-Man? And... He, like, grabs J. Jonah Jameson in his office. The Green Goblin? And he's, The Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And J, his life is basically on the line, and he didn't rat out Peter. And I was – that was, like, kind of a weird respect moment. I was like, oh, my God. I don't – I didn't expect that out of him. You know, I thought he'd just spill the beans right away.
0: Yeah, that's actually kind of um, um something that I've seen a lot that of weird? people talk about online was that they were – shocked that he didn't rat him out that he's actually you know in, in a moment of truth he's actually like a decent person but yeah <laughs> th- there's a flip side the, the cynical side to this is that well if he ratted him out to the green goblin then he lost his photographer for spider-man the only person who's been able to get <laughs> pictures of spider-man oh, so there's,
1: there's always a way to make it to twist it to make it selfish yeah okay that makes sense yeah
0: <laughs> all right well then let's just let's get into what's you know best let's do our favorite scenes of this movie now don't start off with what's your favorite we'll just do that at the end of the list but uh, what's some of your favorite parts or
1: or, i'm sorry scenes from this movie um so it actually has to do with one of my quotes that i did in the beginning and it was the one (laughs) where he goes change yeah big change (laughs) and that comes (laughs) after it's the morning after he wakes up from the first spider bite the first spider bite the only spider bite Mm -hmm. and his uh grandma asked him a question Aunt and he's May. just like looking Aunt at his May, body Aunt May oh my god I'm so sorry That's right. <laughs> Aunt May <laughs> asked him a question about change and he's like looking at his body and he's like you know obviously he's getting to that point and then he looks down Peter looks down at his Peter <laughs> and goes yeah big change <laughs> and it was just so never caught that scene all the times I've seen this movie as a child, uh, but as an adult, yeah. I was like, oh my God, he was talking about his his Peter. That was weird. So ab- about yeah, that scene. That was scene, kind of an adult joke.
0: Uh, so about that scene. So what they did was, as you know, obviously when he wakes up, he's a little bit more ripped. Not to like our like Captain America standards <laughs> that we have now, but he's yeah. like, he looks like, oh, he could do some pull-ups in gym class now, you know? Mm -hmm. um what what they actually did was and this was actually really good cgi for 2002 but the body beforehand was real skinny they just cgi'd toby mcguire's face on a skinny dude and i even the rewatch i did for this i couldn't tell i didn't even know until i did the trivia no. It looks a lot wow. better than the Cap- Captain America one because well that one again was also a much Captain more America was like change. glowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, you know, oh, props God. to them. All right, that that still I still can't tell, but that's awesome that they were able to do that.
1: Wow, look at them. 2002.
0: Also, something that I like that you I'm happy you brought this up again because I know that there have been like other Spider-Man movies or iterations to happen with this and speaking on the Andrew Garfield one one huge problem I had with the Andrew Garfield one was that he get he gets bit by the spider and then like on the way home his powers are like coming to fruition he's like sticking to the subway wall on the way home just a couple hours later at least in this um. one with Tobey Maguire he at least had to like pass out and fall asleep and then he woke up with differences so i was like all right at least they gave him like an overnight not like a ride home so that's something i hated about the andrew carfield movie but yeah, yeah. Man, something i appreciate that they did here that was kind of an overnight change
1: okay i hear you, i hear you all right what did they do that for the other ones i guess we didn't really get an origin story no tom, tom holland, holland. they're like just, yeah
0: just... we're not gonna make you watch uh uncle ben die again <laughs> eh.
1: the, the, the same movie three yeah. times um what was your what was your favorite scene
0: it isn't my favorite but one of my favorites was um i really liked the school fight scene uh, where he with uh
1: joe Manginello did you notice that no that's uh sofia vergara's husband uh aka the dude from the stripper movie was it magic Mike? oh
0: magic mike oh okay yeah 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 i haven't seen that movie but yeah, yeah. okay
1: yeah So
0: I'm I'm glad that he found work after this. I'm just kidding. He's probably been in a lot of stuff. Uh, (laughs) But I really like that scene because, so it starts off with him in the lunchroom, and he's like figuring out these weird you know, webs that he's able to shoot out of his wrist now, which in the comics, he couldn't do. He had to build Mm -hmm. that device that he put on his wrist and shoot out.
1: Which doesn't make sense to me. I know that was like the the OG thing, Mm -hmm. the original thing, but like why wouldn't he be able to just shoot it out of his wrist? Did they just not think of that the first well, time? Well,
0: so Stan Lee said that he wanted to make something that, like, he pretty much wanted to make a toy so that way kids could buy it and be oh. like, I'm just like Spider-Man, not like I'm this extra degree away from being Spider-Man. Like, I'm using the same thing he uses, you know?
1: Oh, yes, he was.
0: So that's why he did that. And then Sam Rammy even though he's a huge, you know, Spider-Man comic book fan. It might have seemed weird that he went with the biological webbing instead of the device, mm-hmm. but he said he thought it was too much of a stretch to get the audience to believe that a high school kid would have been able to invent that before, you know, some other company. Yeah, I wouldn't so believe
1: that. No.
0: That and I think is just better in general. Mm-hmm. I think it's just cooler that, you know, he just has it cuz you know, having the device and the superpowers, it's like, all right, you're like Batman and uh, spider-man because you have device gadgets too mm-hmm. so
1: um it also is like, like a weird a place to draw the line you know it is like the most spider thing you have is walking on walls or on just different surfaces oh.
0: so you brought up that so man i keep going on tangents but whatever so <laughs> you brought up the walk on a wall so i was curious on how stanley came up with spider-man because spider-man is kind of a weird like i can understand like a wolf man or like mm-hmm. a I don't know any other sort of like beast but like a spider and so i watched this interview with him and he said that he was working one day and he saw a fly just land on the wall and just crawled up he goes man what a cool power to be able to just crawl up the wall
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and so that inspired him to be like all right well i'll I'll bend a character that can crawl up walls what but what other but you know fly man doesn't sound appealing (laughs) so He just literally went through the list of insects, and he even thought I was like, "What if I just did Bug Man?" He goes, "No, that's not good." And then he got the spider. He goes, "Spider Man, Spider Man, that sounds that sounds good." And then he just went from there.
1: Yeah, I mean, spiders are kind of just like a menacing. They're not even bugs, right? They're arachnids. Arachnids, yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm terrified. So
0: kind of cool that he you know went from fly, and then just literally went down the list, and it was the. Specifically, the crawling up walls that he's like, oh, that'll be a cool power. Mm-hmm. Um, but, anyways, so the scene I'm talking about with the school fight, you know, he's in that lunchroom and he like accidentally webs a, a tray of food, throws it, hits Flash, runs out, and then, you know, the fight happens. Well, the coolest part about this is that they really show off his spidey senses in this, you know, they yeah. do the whole slow mo. You mm-hmm. can see everything that's happening around him. The the spitball, the fly. Ooh, I wonder if that fly is like a homage to it probably Stanley. is. Oh, that just clicked. Look at that. Um, and then, you know, he's he's in this. In it, you know, he he doesn't really beat the shit out of Flash. He kind of just handles him well. You know, he didn't like break his arm or break his he nose. Just
1: one, he just one punched manned him.
0: Yeah, it, the thing that like still bugs me to this day is that he does this in front of everyone and everyone's just like dan parker you're such a freak and everyone's (laughs) just like i'm like he was defending himself Mm -hmm. what's the matter with you guys and then harry is like the only one that's like yeah peter and peter's like so disgusted with himself that he made that he like upset mary jane by this that he just had to like run away but that's like my biggest like nitpick with that scene in most of this movie, actually,
1: <laughs> you know what I thought about that scene is that um, I feel like in most movies like this, uh, if somebody performs some like extraordinary, extraordinary physical feat, it's always like some sort of uh, sport coach that comes over and like notices it and be like, "Hey, man, you should run track. You're really fast." <laughs> um, you would think the gymnastic coach would get word of this or something, or at least like the track and field coach, and he can do the. Uh, I don't even yeah, know what that's definitely. called, but like the or like the go. wrestling coach or something. Somebody yeah. Be like, yeah. Oh my God. That was incredible. He did three backflips <laughs> from a standing like, position.
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah.
1: Um,
0: okay, so you, you, another scene that I really liked was the chase scene for Uncle Ben's killer. I felt oh, that okay. this was really cool because we're seeing him, you know, travel through the city through you know uh, slinging webs on buildings and swinging through the city and this is also his first time figuring this out and doing it and you're kind of seeing it be goofy at first but then you know he finally is able to like channel it and he's successful ultimately and it's also like very like just passionate scene because he's like driven through revenge and anger and he's just focused he's a man on a mission and you know he's doing this and you know he gets the guy in the abandoned Building where wherever this is, mm-hmm. um, and then you know he kind of you know confronts him and stuff. Uh, at the end, when the guy, the bad guy who shot Uncle Ben, falls out the window and dies, do you think Peter went there with the intention of wanting to kill him? What do you think his intentions were?
1: Um. Yeah, I think so. I think he wanted to kill really? him. Yeah, I mean, he was just it was like a, a moment of anger, uh, an innocent bystander someone very close to him obviously mm-hmm. um, yeah I mean and that emotion kind of drove him to learn his actions and uh, I mean it was kind of like a good starting point I mean it's messed up to say but it was like a good starting point because you could see I mean it's like, an origin story yeah Yeah, like how far he can go with this power and that you know maybe maybe doing it for the wrong reasons maybe hurting people isn't the best way to do this uh, hmm. Interesting. maybe I should maybe I should uh, turn this for justice you know
0: Maybe, yeah. Because so you know, after that happens, we see that scene with him on like a gargoyle overlooking the city. He's like contemplating and crying, and mm-hmm. I'm sure he's just thinking about the the last conversation he had with Uncle Ben, saying, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, yeah. And how mm-hmm. it, it like what you were just saying, how it could turn so wrong so quickly. And you know, I'm not I'm not really sure if he went there with the intention to kill him. I just. I, I I don't know. I mean, he, you know, he definitely defended himself, and he broke the guy's arm. We see that. I think I, my personal thing is that I think he just kind of want to rough him up, and then maybe turn him into the police. I have no idea, but maybe you're mm-hmm. right. Maybe he did go there with the intention of I'm going to kill this guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think his I think he did go with the intent of of killing him, and then realizing who this guy was and how he was like somewhat responsible. Oh, not, yeah, that's right. That's messed up to say. That's messed up to say. But he was, like, somewhat Whoa. responsible. He was, like, the domino. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, dominoes yeah. just, you know, fell fell where they may. And I think that, uh, like I said before, he just saw, you know, if you tip one stone, others may fall. And uh, just not in the direction you want them to go, you know. Maybe not the best positive outcome it could be.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I, th- I think that's yeah. a good – Good, good thing to look into. I mean not look into, mm-hmm. but uh, good thing to point out. Um what other scenes you got?
1: Um <laughs> Well, so earlier I said Willem Dafoe was one of my all star cast and you kinda scoffed at me. no um, no no, sorry. I didn't that was not scoffing. <laughs> that was that
0: was that was me agreeing with you because I was gonna bring that oh. up because I think he was one of the best oh. parts of this movie.
1: Okay. I was about to say, I was like, Man, now I feel bad about uh pointing this one scene out. Um uh, but one of my one of my favorite scenes was uh just him. It was him acting with himself in the mirror. Oh, and it was yes. when, yeah, dude, you know what I'm talking about. It's mm. when uh, Norman Osborn is coming face to face with his, I don't even know, dual personality, the Green Goblin. It's like you know, Jekyll and Hyde. He, yeah, Jekyll and Hyde, exactly. Yeah, and it's just like this personality that just lays dormant within his body until you know something triggers him and the Green Goblin comes out. But they're just two having this conversation. Mm-hmm. And it really feels like it's two different people, oh, but yeah, it's just it's just him
0: I mean, he changes his voice, his facial expressions. His, he's just everything
1: oh. is different. I was just like, "Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> I am so impressed right now uh, and that uh, that might be ridiculous to say because no. I don't even know why it'd be ridiculous to say. I just was so impressed watching that scene. you, um, you know just he how had quickly to, he could turn it on and off.
0: You know he had to lobby really hard to get that part. Because originally the part was going to someone else, and I believe it was supposed to go to uh, Nicholas Cage. Actually, um, Ugh. yeah, right. Ugh. But uh, yeah, he he wanted this part. He went after it, and he was just like, "No, like I will be perfect for this." And he actually like he got in shape. Uh, he did ninety percent of his own stunts, and you know he's just he he is the Green Goblin. He was just so good.
1: Oh yeah, no, he was he was really good. Um, it actually uh. It kind of felt like god what is what's that show breaking bad it felt a lot like a brian cranston scene and i really respect brian cranston as an actor especially through breaking bad and uh i was just i don't know i kind of just felt like i was in that moment and it just made brought back good feelings but that was kind of irrelevant so let's move on (laughs)
0: <laughs> well no uh while we're talking about the green goblin and how good well first off what about that scene was really good besides him talking to himself and seeing these dual personalities was that what what really did it for you was there anything else about that um, scene it was just
1: the fact that he was one person and it just really felt like there were two people in the room two very different people uh just based on you know his facial expressions how he was speaking the emotion he put into each character um, which was vastly different you know norman didn't want anything to do with this uh, but the Green Goblin convinced mm-hmm. him otherwise, you know, and that was just crazy because that same type of scene happened later on uh, between the Green Goblin and Spider-Man when he was trying to convince Spider-Man to join the Dark Side, mm-hmm. so to speak, you know. And I'm really I happy it was a that cool, you brought up. Yeah, it was a cool parallel.
0: I'm really happy that you brought up that parallel or just the whole Goblin uh, trying to turn Peter, mm-hmm. because the reason why Sam. or Sam Raimi, the director, his overall theme for this movie was that it's about relationships between fathers and sons. Mm -hmm. And the reason why he chose Green Goblin is because uh, Green Goblin, or I should really say Norman Osborn, is like a pseudo-father figure for Peter. Oh, yeah. And they both kind of see it that way. Like, Peter really respects Norman Osborn as a scientist, and he looks up to him, and we even see the scene... You know he's read his research papers, and he mm-hmm. and uh, Norman Osborne also really likes that Peter has interest uh, back to him, and because he doesn't really get that from Harry. No. Harry is almost embarrassed by their wealth, and he doesn't want to be seen as this rich kid at a public public school. Mm-hmm. And we get that in the opening scene when they drop him off at the uh, at the field trip. Yeah, and so he he loves that Peter's interested in him, and he we see throughout the movie that uh norman osborne even tries to help peter out he tries to help him get him a get job, job you know? yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i feel like he, that's something he wants to do because he can't do that for harry because harry doesn't want it because harry you know harry not a scientist yeah. harry's not smart enough for that mm-hmm. but he sees his his son's friend is and is interested and he's like oh i just want to help him and so now you get that that cynical or twisted side of that with the goblin the goblin's like yes we can like bring him on our side and we could train him or not really train him, but just have him work with us and for us. Mm-hmm. What's the Goblin's overall goal? It's kind of ambiguous. Is Does he want to rule the city? I'm not sure, <laughs> but uh, it, it you, you, you get that. And, and so, and then it's also a, a, they don't really show it too well, but there is this internal conflict with Peter because. Yeah. I wish they
1: fleshed that out a little bit more.
0: Yeah, because you know his uncle Ben was like his his dad, mm-hmm. and he's trying to stay true to his principles and his morals, and especially what he taught him. Right at the end, you know, great power comes great responsibility, mm-hmm. and it, we see that in the final scene when um, Norman Green Norman Osborn slash Green Goblin says so like Peter, you're like a son to me. He goes, I had a I had a father, and his name was Ben Parker, and that's... That was like Sam Ramy like solidifying that like Peter's not gonna uh, turn. Mm-hmm. He is even when he finds out the Green Goblin is Norman Osborn. Uh, I think we see like a, a hesitant, or at least it's actually more of a shock and surprise from Peter that the Green Goblin is Norman mm-hmm. and that he's just like it, that was supposed to be him solidifying that he, he Peter has chosen the path he's going to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's why he chose Green Goblin. Uh, how did you feel about the? One of the biggest qualms that people had about this movie was the uh, the outfit for the Green Goblin that he kind of looked too much like a Power Ranger. Uh, how, how 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 did you feel about it?
1: <laughs> um. Okay, so
0: I know bad segue. <laughs> I can go
1: both ways. Yeah, no, I mean it really wasn't. Um. So I there was. I kind of wish it was better from with this scene as an example so going back to the scene between the green goblin and spider-man they're both wearing masks you know you can't see their mouths move you can kind of see uh norman osborne's eyes Mm -hmm. through the yellow lens but it was a scene that like kind of fell flat to me because it was a big moment you know that could have been a big turning moment of spider-man going bad you know and joining the green goblin but they're just having like this whole scene and they're both (laughs) it just it kind of felt like puppets because they're both just like moving their heads i mean spider-man had really good body language i think he did a really good job with that because he wasn't really talking that much but the green goblin uh they just did like a close-up on the side of his face while he was talking to peter and he was just like moving the Mm. helmet and you couldn't see norman osborne's eyes it was just like a helmet speaking but moving. And looking at Peter Parkin, I just thought it was so ridiculous. And in that moment, it made me realize, like, I kind of wish they went a different direction with at least the mask. Because, I mean, the suit itself was kind of cool. Yeah,
0: and it makes sense because it's like they have, like, a military contract. That's why this suit is made. Why does the military want the helmet to have, like, pointy ears and yellow eyes? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah,
1: why do they want it to look like a goblin? That's weird.
0: Don't know. but
1: so but yeah so that that was where i was kind of weird about it what about you what'd you think
0: i really didn't it didn't bother me until i rewatched it i was like man there's like that's like a lot of green there's no accent colors or tones to it
1: it was like a little purple to it eh, no
0: and then uh, I, don't, I don't think so <laughs> and then uh and then i um I, while i was doing the research i saw that's what like a lot of people had qualms with i was like yeah this this isn't the best. I mean, I, I, I'll take it for what it is. It's a superhero movie, but because uh, yeah, you know, it's better than
1: what the comics were.
0: Well, the comics, you know, he was like this goblin with like rags and stuff, and they actually made a suit for the movie. And apparently, I didn't. I haven't seen pictures of it. Apparently, it looked good, but they couldn't realistically explain why that would have existed if he was had, well, had a military. Well, he's got
1: contract yeah. <laughs> military contract with pumpkin bombs and a yellow and a orange hat. Yeah,
0: yeah. They couldn't explain why that would have been. The way it is (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) so what was okay so what was overall your favorite scene what do you think was the best scene
1: let's think i honestly it was just the scenes where him overlooking the city and it's just like the orange like sepia sunset reflecting off his goggles pretty much any scene like that just because it was just uh appealing to the eye it caught my eye and it just really made me think about uh all like the views that I've seen, like sitting on top of a mountain or something and how pretty that was. And it just kind of, I don't know. It felt relaxing. It was kind of like his own little moment to himself because it really, he's not really living for himself. You know what I'm saying? He's living for other people to like save other people. He's kind of he's sacrificing mm-hmm. a big part of his life. Um, and we see that with him rejecting Mary Jane at the end. But, uh, so that like moments like that, which is weird. Cause I mean, there's a lot of cool scenes, but, um, just that moment of silence that he was able to get uh, sitting on top of the building. So it's kind of cool to me.
0: That's pretty cool. So there's in general, that was kind of like some of your favorite parts. Was that, that's pretty cool. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. Just the visually appealing scenes.
0: I wish I had something uh, less generic, but that, that, that's pretty <laughs> unique. But mine was just the final scene. As soon as we get to the bridge, I'm just like glued. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what this would you actually- do?
1: Cause I didn't, I was thinking in that moment, I was like, I don't even know what the heck i do. Well, Sorry, so I really
0: like what he did and that, you know, he did both. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think uh, I really want to see a parody where he doesn't either and just attacks the goblin. It just says <laughs> he just doesn't either. And he just literally just webs the goblin and throws him off the bridge. And it says, oh, yeah, like, you totally
1: dying. just misjudged my morals right here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um, but what was cool about this scene was that this was ripped from a comic um and the, uh, a lot of like the spider-man comic book fans because this part was in the trailer when, when you saw like both of them following or especially mary mm-hmm. jane you saw mary jane falling and a lot of the comic book fans were like on the edge of their seats at this point because they thought mj was gonna die because yeah. in the comics it's uh gwen stacy yes yeah, gwen stacy and spider-man you know throws a web at her to to save her but the whiplash from it snaps her back and she dies mm-hmm. so everybody thought that, that the true comic book fans thought that mary Jane was going to die in the scene and you know yep. i guess they were relieved that she didn't <laughs> but yeah just you know that was just so good and something i also really liked about this was that it was very personal you know the green goblin was going after yep. peter parker the person not he wasn't going after the city so to speak like yeah, that's something I love about this. That like the final or the big boss fight in this, it wasn't just people throwing humans into buildings and just buildings crashing in downtown and like you just you know like you see like in Avengers or these other huge mm-hmm. blockbusters yeah. superhero movies, it was very personal and like so much so that like the fight even moves to an isolated area to where it's just them. There's no audience. Um, and it's, I really appreciated that i thought it was really cool this nice intimate and this intimate fight and it gets into a more intimate conversation which we've already had about how the goblin is like you know peter you're like a son to me you know and we get yeah. into that mm-hmm. i re- that was just the best part to me
1: speaking of that speaking of like their final moment together uh peter and the goblin what was he what did he think the outcome would be you know with his little glider stabbing peter in the back like oh i guess he yeah was just gonna move out of the way i'm not <laughs> I was sure just, yeah, I was just that's like, a good point just, is i've like never a, thought about that i don't even know you're gonna kill him and then but, hurt yourself
0: can we just talk about how can we just talk about how peter flips over it drink <laughs> and then uh and then you see the glider is just zooming on him he just goes Uh-oh. oh <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: what,
0: what a way to put it in a last joke
1: don't tell harry Bleh
0: yeah <laughs> oh, man. i want that to be my ringtone now you going don't tell me <laughs> uh, so um what and so this isn't a uh scene but one of my favorite things about this movie is just i, I feel like in my opinion that this is the best spider-man outfit we've gotten in movies mm, yeah so you know we have Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland. Now I'm not debating the acting or you know the portrayals, just the suit itself. I think this one's the best suit. Yeah. Sent.
1: Uh, well you you missed a big one there. It was uh, was his name Miles Morales? Hmm. The the black suit. Are you the talking about Spider-verse? into the
0: Spider Verse? Yeah. I haven't seen that, so my bad.
1: <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, but no, of the of the big three, uh, yeah, I would agree with you. I like his yeah, suit. I- it's the most visually appealing. It's I like that the eyes don't move.
0: Yeah, I like that too. And I was looking at the Andrew yeah. Garfield one, and God, that just looks like they put red and blue fruit roll-ups on his body. That's what it looks like. It does not look good. And the Tom Holland suit, I think it looks good. I just, I, I don't like that it's AI. Uh, it's
1: All the gadgets and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I kind of
0: feel like, is this, this is like Iron Man had a spider baby. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I love Tom <laughs> Holland, but I don't. And the suit looks cool. I mean, I appreciate... The suit looks cool. I, just I like appreciate that,
1: that they changed it all up, though. You know? I mean, I
0: guess, I guess you gotta.
1: Yeah, I liked it. I liked. I, I thought each of them were great for their respective movies. Because they, they all had a different tone, you know? That's very true. Um, should we get into the rankings?
0: Sure, go ahead. I'll let you start it.
1: Okay. So, uh, I think because of the time that this movie caught me, my number one is, is this Spider-Man that we're discussing. The Spider-Man 2002... The original origin story um it just caught me when i was young it you know influenced my childhood in many ways you know i was always hanging out at the pool hanging off with the side of the edge under the water acting like i'm spider-man and then <laughs> you know pushing off the side of the pool act like i'm swinging mm-hmm. but uh so that was good you know a lot of good memories go back to my childhood because of that movie um and then number two uh this one's actually a lot closer than you would think but I mean my two is Tom Holland that's a great mm-hmm. Spider-Man uh I think he's perfect for it the whole tone of the Spider-Man movies is just so fun uh it doesn't take itself too seriously um it's just super lighthearted, and I think all the characters are just great you know everybody's uh portrayed uh, in a great way and then Andrew Garfield's my third but I feel like they didn't really give him a chance you know yeah. Because I don't know about you, this Spider Man movie uh was released and I didn't even know. You know? And granted, yeah. I was I was in college uh and I didn't have cable. Um, so obviously I wasn't like seeing the commercials and stuff, but like this one just kind of snuck up on me. I was like, Oh, there's not another Spider Man? That's kind of weird.
0: Because it was it was another Spider Man origin movie. It, yeah. I don't know, but they, they might have been
1: a chance, man.
0: Yeah, they might have been maybe 10 years removed. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, the movie itself with Andrew Garfield, I thought it was fine. But, you know, compared to what we got, I feel like one of the best elements of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man is the cast, or the casting. Mm-hmm. I feel like Tobey Maguire really nailed being Peter Parker. Uh, uh, James Franco and Willem Dafoe, they look like father and son. Like, just yeah. did nailed that. Mar- uh, Kristen Dunst looking like Mary Jane. I mean, and then of course the the two actors that they got to be Uncle Ben and Aunt May. Just I I was just sold on all of this. I was like, yeah, these look like the characters from the cartoon I watched. I, I really really like that. I thought that was one of the strongest yeah. parts of this movie.
1: Um, yeah, okay, I agree. I agree with that.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I I
1: probably can't. I don't even remember the side cast for the Andrew Garfield one wasn't the girl who was in super bad in that Emma stone.
0: Yeah. Emma stone.
1: Yeah. She She was was Gwen Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Okay. And that's it. That's who I remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not that I know the names of anybody in the Tom Holland movies, but they're definitely memorable characters.
0: Yeah. And now a huge plus to the Tom Holland movies is that they look like they're actually in high school. (laughs) They look like teenagers Oh yeah. or they are. And so you know, like Toby Maguire, I think he was like in his late twenties when he did these Spider-Man movies. Um, but so that yeah, is a they huge all plus. So old. Oh yeah, especially like <laughs> Kristen Dunst. There's no way she's like seventeen yeah. or eighteen. <laughs> Who are you fooling? Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like that's a huge plus for the Tom Holland movies. We got got to give it to that. And you and I had the same exact ranking. So. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. oh, okay. See. So. I think we both. I did think we would have different uh, different rankings, but I'm surprised that they were the same.
0: No, nope, no, nope, they were okay. the same. Now, some box office trivia about this movie is that this was the first movie ever to gross over a hundred million dollars in its opening weekend, and this was also the highest grossing movie in 2002. Isn't that crazy? Now. Don't take into account how much money this movie made just based off of you know the quality and the kind of story that we got in this. Do you think that this merits a sequel? Do you, do you think there's more to tell? Do you
1: want to see more from this?
0: And don't take into account that there's already sequels and let that affect how those came.
1: Absolutely. I want to see more. Oh, yeah. I want to see more. Not necessarily from more like... Goblin stuff uh, that we got in Spider-Man Three, but I I want to see uh, like the other the other bad guys that we got, and I think the next one was Doc Ock, right, Doctor Octopus. Mm-hmm. Great, great person to go to. He's definitely one of the ones I wanted to see, but I, I kind of wanted to uh, mix in a few other people, not just him. You know, I thought that would have been interesting, but uh, you know, one at a time.
0: Yeah, and talking about how. Sam Raimi does horror films in that second Spider Man movie. You really get to see him just flex his horror muscles because, in the scene where uh, Doc Ock is like he's in like the OR and he's having the arms like detached from him, I think, and the arms you know come to life and they just murder all the doctors. in That, room. <laughs> yeah. that was that was a straight up horror scene. Uh, and uh, you know what, a lot of people actually hold Spider Man 2 of you know this trilogy to be like one of the best superhero movies of all time i've seen that
1: everywhere spider-man 2 or the trilogy spider-man 2 yeah i would agree i like yeah
0: i need to give it a rewatch because like when i think about it i still think of the 2002 one being the best one but I, I need to give it a rewatch i
1: don't know i personally think the uh spider-man 2 is more memorable than the first one really okay yeah, yeah.
0: that's surprising all right. So, we'll end this with how often do you revisit this movie?
1: Um, oof. Honestly, I think the last time I watched this movie was on like TNT maybe <laughs> 10, 11 years ago. Uh Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. And it was probably like around Thanksgiving or something. It was just on TV. Um
0: Yeah, that's, I That's it. Yeah doing my rewatch for this for this podcast it was like my first time seeing it in years and i had so much fun rewatching it i should honestly mm. visit it more often
1: yeah i was taking notes the whole time i felt like i needed to bring my a game and uh you I did didn't, buddy so <laughs> okay yeah oh <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, well this was a lot of fun any uh less less thoughts
1: uh no less thoughts it's a great movie would recommend Awesome, definitely, definitely would would
0: recommend. All right, well, thanks for listening to another episode of Film on the Rocks Podcast. Uh, We can be found on Apple iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Pocket Cast, and Podbean. Um, Go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know how we're doing. Go ahead and also give us a follow on Instagram at uh, Film on the Rocks Podcast if you want to send in a movie request for us to cover, just go ahead and send us an email at fotrpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. And I'll catch you webheads, later.
1: Oh, up, up, and away. Bye.